about today is new shoots from the stump. And I want to try and bring these two readings from the Old Testament and the New Testament together to give us an idea of what is going on today so that you can prayerfully consider and ask God what he is saying to us, his church. Now, many years ago, uh, when our son Daniel, who is now 38, I think, he was about 13 or 14 years of age, he wanted to help Paul and myself in the garden. And we had to prune some trees. And I had a favorite willow tree. And he said, can I help you to prune back the tree? So we took him to the tree. It was very straggly and overgrown. And we showed him and demonstrated how to prune back branches. And we showed him and then said to him, have a go yourself. And we asked him to be very careful about pruning this tree. Anyway, he set to uh, have a look at this tree and see what he could do with it. When I next looked at my beloved willow tree, hardly any of it remained because in his zeal and enthusiasm, he'd lopped off every single branch right back to the trunk. And all we had left was a sort of tall, long, thick stick, really, in the middle of the garden. He'd not just carefully pruned it, but he'd taken away every single fertile branch. Now, I knew that this would mean the loss of our tree, and we felt very sad about that because we thought the sap would just bleed from the tree and the tree would die. And in the end, it did. And we had to cut that willow back to the ground, and all we had left was a stump. Now, in later years, we've laughed about this story with Daniel. He often remembers it. He's gone on to become a, a really good gardener, but then his uh, horticultural and arboreal skills were very, very few. And it became this dead stump. And all we have now on this stump is a pot containing a hosta plant. Um, it's the very spot in memory of our willow. The reason I'm telling you that story is because the first reading was all about a stump. And when we think of stumps, we think of deadness, we think of no life. But I want to tell you that Isaiah paints a wonderful picture of what actually came to, to pass um, of, in that stump. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. But if you don't know anything about gardening, you'll know that trees need to be pruned carefully. They need to be cultivated to produce more fruit. Uh, and their nuts and flowers and blossoms. Part of the process of producing fruit is knowing how much to cut back and to prune on that particular tree or shrub, when it should be done, the areas that should be pruned. Dead branches need to be cut right back and out of the life of the tree because it then allows uh, life to continue to grow in other areas of the tree and helps the tree to thrive. Now, if a person is too harsh, in pruning and totally cuts back every healthy branch, then that tree or plant may not survive. If it's accomplished at the wrong time of the year, again, then it might adversely affect the plant. And we found that out because we've made lots of mistakes in pruning. But if the unproductive and the dead branches are not cut out completely, they're useless. And eventually they'll sap the life from the rest of the tree. So I guess some of you will have had to cut down dead trees in your garden. Careful pruning is essential to the well-being of the tree so it remains healthy and produces more fruit. 
if they don't, if they're not pruned, a fruitful branch needs to be pruned so that it will produce more fruit next season. If a fruitful branch, like Daniel did, is cut off totally from the main trunk of the tree, which is the source of life, then all that happens is that they no longer have the ability to produce anything and they lie dormant and then die. So they have to be carefully pruned so that they go on to produce fruitfulness later on. Now, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 2 tells us this. There's a time and a place for everything. It says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. So there are going to be seasons in our personal lives when God will want to do something new and fresh in each and every one of us. There's going to be a season in the life of every local church, just like level 10, when God desires to bring about some changes for the better. There is a time and a place for God's worldwide church, of which we're a part, not just in the UK, but right across the world, when he wants us to wake up to understand that this is a new day, a new season of fruitfulness. I believe that's happening now at this very time of COVID. So we have to understand what God is wanting to do in our individual and personal lives, what he wants to do in the life of level 10 and other local churches in the city, as well as seeing the bigger picture of what is going on in the Church of Jesus Christ. So I want to look today in the light of the pandemic, um, what is the Lord saying to us? What is he saying to you and to me as individuals? What is he saying to us as level 10? What is he saying to his global church? Let's have a look at that stump mentioned in Isaiah 11. So the first point I want to bring is the Old Testament stump. Now Isaiah prophesied about the birth of Jesus Christ who was to come as a savior of the world. He prophesied about him 700 years before he came, before he was born. The name Isaiah means Yahweh is salvation. His writings were not only prophetic, but they were messianic. They talked about the Messiah. And what you need to understand is after the reigns of King David and Solomon had ended, there'd been a lot of wickedness in the following kings that took up the throne. So the kingdom had been divided into the kingdom of Israel and Judah, and this had been prophesied many times. This was a result of God's judgment and the sinfulness of the nations. Isaiah lived and he prophesied during the reign of four of the kings of Judah and several kings in Israel. And by the time of his prophetic ministry, Israel had succumbed to pagan worship and Judah had become morally and spiritually corrupt. He pronounced judgments on the, both of the kingdoms and he prophesied about their captivity by the Assyrians. Now, he was also very evangelistic in his writings because he offered great hope to the people. He promised them if they would turn back to God, if, he would, if they would repent, then God would restore their fortunes and bring them into a place of peace and prosperity. Now, Isaiah wasn't just speaking about release from earthly captivity, but he goes on in Isaiah 11 to talk about the peace 
that would come through the salvation of Jesus. And ultimately, he describes a situation in verses six to nine that would come about through the Lord Jesus establishing his kingdom upon the earth. In Isaiah 6, verse 13, he declares, as the oak trees leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, prophesied the coming of Jesus, who was called the shoot that comes up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a branch will bear fruit. So he saw Jesus rising up as the branch bearing fruit, coming from that stump. And from that stump, shoots would begin to sprout and grow. Now Jesus came from the line of Jesse, who was of the tribe of Judah. Jesse was King David's father, and the stump in verse 1 refers to what remained after the breaking up of those two kingdoms, the divided kingdoms, because of sin and judgment, and the following dispersal of God's people into captivity. But out of this remaining stump mentioned in Isaiah 11 and its damaged roots, it didn't die, everything was cut down, but Jesus emerges as the Messiah and King 700 years later. He's called both a shoot and a branch. He's also called the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David in Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. Now we know that a stump in the ground is what is left after a tree has been cut down, and often a stump will rot away completely. Very often its roots are so damaged that it will not live anymore and it dies, just like our willow. But there are many times when a tree stump is left to propagate and amazingly roots from underneath will begin to shoot out and form new branches that continue to grow and produce fruit. Now this is what Isaiah was prophesying about what looks to be a dead stump of two earthly kingdoms. Jesus was to come from that stump, the broken and severed stump of two earthly kingdoms, and he was going to usher in one eternal spiritual kingdom that would unite Jew and Gentile, unite the whole world through the peace and the forgiveness and the joy that he would bring. We would become God's holy people. So now we can understand that the earthly tree, representing both Israel and Judah's kingdoms, it had to be cut down so that it would bring about the spiritual tree coming through the line of Jesus to establish his spiritual kingdom. And from that kingdom would come much fruit. The new would not come unless the old was cut down completely. And that's the message I want you to understand today. The new can only come unless the old is dispensed with. We are living that, in that generation right now. I want us to move forward 700 years later to when Jesus had been born and had spent three and a half years ministering around uh, the Holy Land to people. He was in the same lands and he was talking about the gospel, sharing the good news. So let's look now at the New Testament stump. The good news of Jesus was the covenant of the gospel of salvation through grace, not having to live anymore under the old Mosaic covenant, the law of Moses. Now, many people at the time recognized that he'd come to bring spiritual life and they accepted his word readily, but others still held on tightly to the past and their own achievements under the old law. 
and they couldn't understand the truth that he was bringing. If we fast forward to the end of his ministry on earth, we will understand with hindsight that his mission was to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. His disciples struggled to understand this at the time. They thought he was coming to redeem them and set them free from the captivity of Rome. Wasn't he born to do just that? Why did he have to die? But after his death at Calvary, this sad band of disciples and their families, they hid themselves away together to mourn what they thought was his premature death and loss. However, <laughs> this is the amazing thing. It appeared that the stump mentioned in Isaiah chapter 11 was going to produce the branch, which was Jesus and new roots and shoots. And it was, even though Jesus was no more, he rose again from the dead. So they were asking themselves, where was this branch? Where is the branch that's Jesus? Where were the new shoots and roots coming from? They didn't understand. The stump appeared to have been cut down completely yet again. Jesus had been cut down in his prime and he was no more. We all have the benefit of hindsight reading the scriptures to know of his resurrection and what happened on that glorious day. It's a powerful time recorded in the Bible. So we read that he appeared several times to his followers after his resurrection, and they were filled with incredible joy. They began to understand the message of Jesus and why he had come, that his mission wasn't an earthly one, it was a spiritual and eternal kingdom. And when they, he was taken back into heaven and ascended, they were with him. And prior to this moment, Jesus had given them strict instructions to wait for the promise of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, who would give them power to witness and to work miracles, just as Jesus did. And after this happened, we know when we read the Acts of the Apostles uh, that they, they recorded many signs and amazing miracles that took place. They moved about preaching amongst the peoples. But when Jesus left them, he said this in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we see here that the stump that grew into G the new tree, which represents Jesus, who then produced more shoots from that tree in his disciples, they become branches, and those branches then began to pr produce more fruit. The tree that was cut down was not dead. Jesus rose again, and from his new life, we saw their new shoots and roots starting to spread across that nation and grow into branches, all from that one stump. So the disciples began to understand at last what the mission and message of Jesus was. So I'm asking the question today, how did these new shoots and roots begin to make disciples of all nations? This was a band of disciples uh, just in one little land, serving each other. How did this happen? So far they had stayed there and they were just preaching the gospel to the Jewish people there. But Acts chapter 8 records a very significant event that after the stoning of Stephen, and remember Paul the Apostle, who was named Saul, he had stood there and given consent to Stephen being stoned at the time because he was preaching the gospel. 
it says that after his stoning, great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Acts chapter 11 goes on to say those who'd been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch. So from that broken down stump, talked about by Isaiah, and then referring to those earthly kingdoms, came the shoot and the branch of Jesse, Jesus Christ. From his spiritual branch came much forth, a lot of fruit through the disciples after he himself had been cut down and given his life for us. And then persecution scattered those disciples, the church, and it now provided the means for the, the gospel to be preached right around the world. And we know that Paul the Apostle, after his dramatic conversion, took the gospel to many, many places on his missionary journeys. The spiritual fruit that's been produced from that stump mentioned in Isaiah and then again in Jesus has been amazing and incredible. We have the hindsight to see what God has done in our world. And so to end this morning, I'm going to look at one third point because I want to bring this message nearer to home. We've looked at the New Old Testament stump, what that meant, the New Testament stump that was broken down and yet Jesus rose again. And I think the third point I want to bring is today's church. Is there a new stump? Is there another stump? Are there to be new branches and shoots and roots coming from this? Because this year has been an incredibly difficult time for everyone around the world, not just in the UK, but around the whole world during this pandemic. We would never have dreamt a year ago that our lives would be so disrupted and changed. And the Church of Jesus Christ has also had to adapt to new changes. Even every Christian leader we've spoken to has said the same thing. We can never, ever go back to what we were before. So if we can't go back to what we were before, what is it God has in plan for us? Mm. It almost seems like the church in the UK and across the world has been brought to a standstill. That's how it looks to many people. It appears as though the tree and the body of his worldwide church has been broken down to a stump. It's almost as though the church has been dispersed and scattered because of the season we're going through. I know that Christians have had to meet online, on Zoom, and in small groups of, of six or less. So if this is the case and things have been so incredibly changed, then we are forced to ask ourselves today, what new shoots and roots will be emerging from this broken down stump of God's church? Now, this is not a depressing picture because God uses things that are broken down. He chops away, he prunes, he shapes, he changes. And as a result of that, he did it through the prophecy of Isaiah, broken down kingdoms producing Jesus. Then Jesus was broken down in the prime of his life, but it was for a purpose. He rose again and he brought about his church. We are part of that church, but the 20th, 21st century church has changed. It's almost like we're part of a broken down stump. So I want to ask that question. What is God going to do again? God has not been surprised by any of the events. He's known about it from the very beginning. He has a plan for his body, the church, and I believe the church will rise again. 
with uh, a, a new ministry, new greatness in God. Haggai verse, uh, chapter 2, verse six, is, 6 to 9 reads this. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In a little while, I will shake, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake the nations and what is desired by all nations will come. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. The glory of the present house will be greater than the glory of the former house. What an amazing verse. I want to see that, don't you? The glory of the future church is going to be greater than what we know have, have, have known. I believe that some things have needed to change within Christendom. Now, you may not agree with me, and that's absolutely fine, but I'm going to make a couple of comments here. I've observed over the last few years that it has not always been the Lord Jesus Christ who has received the glory. I believe we've lived in a type of Christian celebrity culture for the past 20 years, and sometimes we've given more time and glory to big-named preachers and famous worship leaders than we've given to Jesus. Mm. Sometimes it's been easy to love the worship songs, the worship time, the worship bands, the worship music, far more than we love Jesus, whom we are worshipping. Mm -hmm. There have been occasions when I think that some accolades have been bigger and greater for the famous preacher or the worship leader or those bands than for our Saviour. That has to end. Has the Lord says he will not give his glory to another. Mm. He's a jealous God and he wants our love and our adoration to go to him. He has given everything for us. If you want that scripture, it's Exodus 34 verse 14. He said, I am a jealous God. I've wondered, has God allowed the past events of this, this past year to test our hearts and make us evaluate what is good and glorifying to God in our churches? including level 10, and to show us the things that we should discard. Now, John chapter 15 talks about Jesus being the true vine. We are the branches coming from that vine. We are from that, sorry, that vine. We're the branches, the shoots, the roots that come up to express the love of Jesus to other people. And Jesus tells us in that chapter that Judith read that our heavenly father cuts away every non-fruit producing branch which is dead simply because they're withered up and useless and they will hamper growth in the rest of the tree so there may well be things that god is cutting out of his church at this time because it's dead and it's useless and it's withered up but the branch that bears fruit has to be pruned so that it's encouraged to be even more fruitful and that is an amazing process Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing, verse 5. So we have to be, remain firmly attached to the vine who is Jesus, so that the pruning we receive from our Heavenly Father, the gardener, will make us as individuals far more fruitful and productive for his kingdom. Now, pruning is a spiritual action. It's done by a loving Father to make us more effective. But I believe that pruning can come in various ways. It can come in, in a form of a testing time. Has COVID been a testing time for the church? It can come in the form of a trial in our personal lives or through difficult seasons that we go through. Losing a job, losing a loved one, 
facing crises in our lives, illness, all sorts of things can prune things out of our lives that God doesn't want anymore. It causes us to put our total trust in him and to grow and learn from him. So I'm going to ask a few questions as I always do on these Sunday mornings. What if the Lord has allowed us to experience the difficulties of the pandemic, which has really impacted us and his greater church, wider church, so that we at level 10 cannot keep on doing what we used to do? What should we be learning during this season about ourselves and our own personal roles and ministries? What if these times of isolation are instrumental in helping us to know what roles and ministries are important for us as individuals to continue doing? And what things should we allow to die, not only in our own lives, but in the life of Level 10 Church? All of this criteria applies not only to the worldwide church, but to everything that's been part of level 10 ministries in the past we have to ask that question what is god doing now what is he saying to us now so it might be that this covid situation has been allowed to happen in order to chop away from his church and his body all that doesn't glorify jesus or doesn't serve the kingdom we might well be left with a stump now a 21st stump of the christian church which then is going to go on Produce, to produce new life, new shoots, new branches. So I believe the new stump will do just that. I think it's going to emerge from what we think looks like a mess, but it's not a mess to God. It's going to be something amazing. It's a situation he's allowed already, and he's going to usher in a new and dynamic season of power, grace, and authority. I really firmly believe that. So he wants us to be involved in all that he plans to do in our own communities where we live, in level 10 church community, within the city of Winchester and for us in Southampton and throughout this nation and the whole world. So just to end the message today, here are a few questions and thoughts I leave with you. If God is pruning our lives, might he be wanting to cut away any dead wood that prevents us from serving him more fully and wholeheartedly? Are there any secret or sinful behaviors that he would want to cut out of our own personal lives? Is there a new and fresh ministry in which he'd want us to be involved? Do we need to let go of other roles that are not right for us at the moment? Are there to be fresh and new ministries emerging from our church in the days that lie ahead? And are there fresh roots and shoots emerging from what appears to be the stump of the 21st century church? Now, if the worldwide church is waiting to hear what God has to say and to know what God is planning to do, then we as part of his church should be praying earnestly and seeking him regularly for the part we will play in what is to come. This is a season when we should submit willingly to his lordship and we should be asking him what it is he would have us do for him. Sometimes we hold on to roles because things just need to be done, but we should also know whether God has called us to continue doing them or has he got a fresh ministry for us. God formed and God ordained stumps will always produce 
new shoots, new roots, branches and good fruit. So let God shape and prune you today as one of his children and produce more good fruit from your life. And let us seek God to know what his church should be doing in the season ahead, which will produce copious fruit for him.